Hello, and welcome to the weekly podcast of C2 Church in Columbia, Missouri. I always say I'm a product of my, I'm a product of a mom, obviously, but I'm a product of a praying mother. I'm convinced that's how I survived adolescence and my teenage years was a praying mother. So moms, we salute you this morning. You know, when you young single men are are looking for a wife, consider someone who one day will be a mother. Proverbs 31 tells us about such a woman to look for. So young men, as you are looking for that woman, perhaps consult the scriptures. Perhaps they'll shed some light on the, the checklist of things you should look for in your future spouse. Let me share with you some of the wisdom Proverbs 31 says of a wife. A wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. She brings her husband good, not harm, all the days of her life. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom, and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her, saying, many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. My paraphrase goes like this. Nails and makeup she can do in a moving car. She can get herself and three kids and her husband ready in the morning. She can discipline the kids in one moment and in the next still answer the phone cordially. Hello. She can love people even after she's been hurt. She loves the ministry even after some very painful experiences And she loves and trusts God even after tragedy. And she loves me even after, let's just leave it there. She just loves me. I'm, of course, referring to my own wife. And fair notice, this is going to be a morning you might want to pass around the Kleenex. Would you please help me honor my beautiful wife and bride, Darcy Reisner? Thank you. Well, good morning. I have my special little bag here. I asked Jeremy if he wanted one of these for when he speaks, but he wasn't interested. Well, good morning and happy Mother's Day to all you fabulous ladies out there. I love that video. I think it's very true. (laughs) I love how they say, you may get lunch, but you may not, but make sure you feed your associate first. That's pretty true. There's no sleep. Wow, that sounds appealing, doesn't it? (laughs) But how rewarding it is to be a mom. And I'm so blessed to have three children, and it is the most important job that God has given me. I saw the movie uh, Mom's Night Out. I don't know if anyone has heard about that movie or has seen it, but I completely recommend it. I usually don't do little commercials. Well, actually, I don't do this at all. Anyway. So this is all new, but it's a great movie. It's good for both men and women. So if you get out there, it's a Christian-based movie. So Mom's Night Out, there's a little plug for them. I don't even get paid for that. So I have to be honest. When Jeremy asked me to speak slash preach for Mother's Day, I said, 
Well, first off, I'm not going to preach. I'm going to share. So this is called sharing today. Maybe someday I'll preach, and that'll be even more stretching that God has for me. But there were a lot of emotions that went on inside of me. Excited. feel like this is where God has kind of been trying to push me, but I've been like, no, no, no. I'm good behind the scenes. Um, scared. Sick to my stomach. Kind of felt like maybe I was going to be sick. Um, but definitely confident that this is what God is wanting me to do. Um, even this past week, I, a couple of days ago, I'm like, Jerry, I can't do this. You do it. Pull something out. Like, you, you come up with a message. You're good at that. So I definitely recommend or commend him for doing this because this is, he's definitely gifted by God. Um, I know it's not by accident that I'm sharing today, and I know exactly each person that is supposed to be here today, and God has something that he wants to speak to you. So let's pray so I can calm down. (laughs) God, I thank you so much for this opportunity to share today. I know you know who who is here and what they have to hear today. I pray that you will open up our eyes and our ears to what you have to speak to us today. I ask that you would speak through me and that these words that I say will be yours, not mine. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm always amazed at how the Holy Spirit works. Last week, if you weren't here or if you don't remember, Jeremy talked about who gets healed and who doesn't. Is it a matter of faith or the right words or the actions? Or is it that faith is belief and dependence on God's character, not his action? This ties with what I'm going to talk about today. I had my story crash when I was 39 weeks pregnant, about six and a half years ago, and my baby stopped moving inside of me. And for those of you that have been pregnant before, that's very alarming because they move a lot. So you definitely notice that. So I went to the hospital, and they did an ultrasound, and they could not find any fetal movement or the heartbeat. Felt like I was in a bad dream. Really wanted someone to wake me up, but that wasn't happening. The doctors gave us three choices. The first choice was they were going to send me home and wait for my body to go into labor. I felt like that was a very bad choice, so we did not pick that one. Um, The second one was they were going to induce, but again, there wasn't any guarantee that my body would respond to the medicine. The third was C-section. We had to have a C-section with our first, Maddie, so we chose that route All three choices are hard because we know what the outcome was going to be. So we chose the C-section. My pastor and his wife visited me in the hospital as they were prepping me for surgery. And he prayed that God would perform a miracle and by faith that we were believing that God would heal my baby. So I was trying really hard to have faith and be hopeful that that's what would happen. When the doctor delivered our baby boy, Franklin James, it was so quiet in the room. I was hoping to hear him cry out, but there was nothing. I remember laying there and hearing the doctors whisper how perfect he was and thinking to myself, why, God, if he was so perfect, why did you have to take him? The doctors later explained to me what had happened. I had developed a longer umbilical cord. So when the baby's moving around, it's a lot easier for them to create knots in the cord. And one had tightened. 
So we went from planning and prepping for a third child to planning and prepping for our son's funeral. How do you do that? There were many moments of anger and crying. It was hard enough to understand why this was happening. And then we had two little girls. Maddie was almost six and Caitlin was two and a half. And they were looking forward to taking care of their little brother. I remember Jeremy bringing Maddie and Caitlin home that evening. Um, They wanted him to bring them home with the family that was staying with us. And Maddie said, Daddy, it's not fair. And Jeremy's like, what do you mean, Maddie? And she said, all the other moms get to take their baby home, but we don't. Only with God's strength could we ever begin to deal with this tragedy. We had many, um, we were so blessed by many family and friends that supported us during this difficult time. I received this book called Be Encouraged. In one of the chapters called Being Overwhelmed, which is definitely what I was feeling, being overwhelmed, um, there was a quote in there by Henry Nguyen, and it says, A burden, even a small one, when carried alone and in isolation can destroy us, but a burden when carried as part of God's burden can lead us to new life. This is the great mystery of our faith. It goes on to read this little story. You may think you cannot make it through one more day. Struggles, hardships, pain, and difficulty envelop you. You cry out to God, to life. Please, no more. I can't endure anything else. Ask yourself, can I make it through the next hour? If so, put your energy into that and no more. If you can't make it through the next hour, can you endure the next half hour, the next 15 minutes, the next minute? Then commit yourself to that small space of time and look farther ahead. Take hours, minutes, and moments as they come, one at a time. Don't run ahead. Do what you can now, and at the end of the day, let it go. Jeremy, don't sing. (laughs) Put all that is left undone in God's hands. God is at work in ways you cannot see. Trust him. Sleep. That sounds kind of nice. Rest, relax in his arms. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Let him have all your worries and cares, for he is always thinking about you and watching everything that concerns you. I truly believe this because as we are dealing with many of the emotions that we are facing, God bless us with amazing nurses. I call them my angels. Because Franklin was in perfect condition, they gave us the option to keep Franklin in our room. Before this happened, I would have thought that was kind of weird. But because he was so perfect, I thought, I'm going to keep him in my room because these are the only days I'll have memories of him. Another special thing that happened in the hospital were families that had previously lost babies. They put together baskets to bless other families that were in the same situation as them. So they put like different keepsakes and um, special, like a blanket and stuff, just special keepsakes that um, we weren't going to have. And one of the nurses chose to be with us that day knowing that We were ones that did not have a live baby, but she wanted to be with us, and she did some of the keepsakes for us. So she did his handprints for me and cut his hair, and so those are things I'll treasure. Um, Another part of the basket was there were rocks that were given, 
or there was a basket of rocks, and we got to pick out a few rocks in there. My girls were there, and they got to pick out a couple of the rocks. And on these rocks, what may seem like a simple rock has a meaningful, encouraging word. And the rocks we chose as a family was hope, strength, love, faith, and trust. In this basket with these rocks that we chose, all these words meant so much to me. We needed to have faith in God no matter the outcome because God is a God in the triumphs and the tragedies. He is our only hope in the world and the only way, only one that we could truly trust. He gives us the strength to make it through all things. Philippians 4.13, most of you probably know, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That's what I'm relying on today. (laughs) In love, he loves us so much. And during this tragic time in my life, there were times when I wondered if God was even there. Was he in front of me? Was he beside me? I just didn't even know. And God reminded me, you may not feel me in front of you or beside you. It's because I'm carrying you. I'm holding you. If you have your scriptures with me, turn to Romans 5, 2 through 5. It'll also be up on the screen. As Jeremy says, you can turn to you version (laughs) 2. We did put some stuff in there, so... Romans 5, 2 through 5, it says, Through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love, has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Romans fifteen thirteen. if you want to turn there. Again, it will be up there. Romans fifteen thirteen says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Powerful words. Another one of my friends gave me this book called Letters from Heaven by Claire Cloninger. These are letters that Claire was inspired by the Holy Spirit to write letters that would be written by God to minister to your situation. And the one that meant one of the most, I mean, they're all wonderful. Um, he will carry your sorrows. Dear child, when your sorrow seems too heavy to hold, let it go. Jesus will carry it for you. For surely he is the one who takes up human suffering and carries human sorrows. Take time today to be alone with him. In a quiet place, lift your heartache up in your hands as though it were wrapped in a package. Lift it up to him, and as your arms are lifted, tell him all that you are feeling. Describe to him your pain. Tell him your anger. Give words to your feelings of despair. Hold nothing back. Leave your arms lifted up to him until they ache as much as your heart does. And when you feel you you cannot hold that package of grief up in your aching arms one moment longer, see Jesus take it from you into his strong, nail-pierced hands. Then let your aching arms drop to your sides 
and feel the sweet release of that moment. And then at the start of each new day, remember that Jesus Christ is holding the weight of your sorrow in his hands. Though you may still have tears to cry, know that the weight of your heartache belongs to him. Let him hold your sorrows. Love God. I had to realize that all this pain that was in me, I had to release it to God. There were many times when the girls and I would laugh together and we would cry. My, probably my most release was when I was in the shower. This is the time where I was only, only the time when I felt like I was alone, even if the girls kept walking in and out. Sometimes as a mom, you just never get one room by yourself. <laughs> but that was one of my most therapeutic places was in the shower. So wherever your place is, make sure you're crying out to God. (laughs) He wants to hear how we feel. He can handle it. The main advice I give people who are dealing with a loss is don't be afraid to feel what you're feeling. It's very important to be honest with your feelings. God understands and he can handle it. In John 4, 16, it says, And so we know and rely on the love of God for us. He loves us so much. He wants to heal our pain. I would like to ask Pat Berry to join me as I will be singing the song, It Is Well With My Soul. A little history behind this hymn, if you haven't heard it or it's been a while. It's a very powerful history, and I felt like it related to my story. Horatio Spafford, the composer, was a wealthy Chicago lawyer with a thriving legal practice, a beautiful home, a wife, four daughters, and a son. He was also a devout Christian and faithful student of the scriptures. His circle of friends included Dwight L. Moody, Ira Sankey, and various other well-known Christians of the day. At the very height of his financial and professional success, Horatio and his wife Anna suffered the tragic loss of their young son. Shortly thereafter, on October 8, 1871, the Great Chicago Fire destroyed almost every real estate investment that Spafford had. In 1873, Spafford scheduled a boat trip to Europe in order to give his wife and daughters a much-needed vacation and time to recover from their tragedy. He also went to join Moody and Sankey on an evangelistic campaign in England. Spafford sent his wife and daughters ahead of him while he remained in Chicago to take care of some unexpected last-minute business. Several days later, he received notice that his family's ship had encountered a collision All four of his daughters drowned. Only his wife had survived. With a heavy heart, Spafford boarded a boat that would take him to his grieving Anna in England. It was on this trip that he penned those now famous words, When sorrow, like sea billows roll, it is well, it is well with my soul. As I was prepping this message, Jeremy encouraged me to go back to my journal I'm not a huge journaler, so don't think, oh, she journals. But he recommended, or he recommended me going back, and I journaled my experience with Franklin because that was another memory. And I, although it seemed, some of these memories never go away. But so I was looking back and kind of reading through some things, and I came across one of these entries. When I was in the hospital, they were prepping me for surgery, and I could not stop shaking. Part of the shaking, the nurses were telling me it was nerves, I was in shock, anxiety. There's lots of things why I was shaking. But I just remember laying there, and I was just like, I want to stop shaking. Kind of like right now. 
not as bad. (laughs) But I remember laying there and Jeremy whispering in my ear saying, it's going to be okay. And he began to sing, it is well with my soul. I pray in this moment, whatever you're struggling with, whether it was something that just happened to you or something that happened years ago that you still have not dealt with, God is here to meet you. He wants to take care of whatever your struggles are. I know this from experience. And sometimes it's hard to release that. But it's so important, and he's so right there with you. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for your amazing love. I thank you that there is no problem that is too great for you. That when we see a situation that seems impossible, God, you see it as possible. If we put our trust and faith, our hope, you are always faithful, God. And I thank you for that. Holy Spirit, just minister to your people right now. As these words have been spoken, God, you know what each person needs to receive today, and I pray that they will be open to that. In your name, amen. Five years ago, we had our son, Robbie. And the miracle part about it, of course, with this pregnancy, they monitored me very closely because of our situation with Franklin, and it was the most stressful pregnancy ever. But when the doctor delivered our son, he was speechless because there was a knot in Robbie's cord. It just had not tightened yet. God protected our son Robbie to give us our joy. He restored our joy by blessing us with Robbie. So no matter what situation you're going through, don't give up. A lot of times we're an instant world. We want our answer right now. But keep trusting and believing God. And your answer will come in the way that he chooses to answer it. So be faithful and trust him. You know, remember when we took these rocks in that hospital, it was, we kind of took them as a wish. Something to be dreamed about and hoped for and And now these rocks sit in our house, and they've become the reality. When we look at them, we can look back and and know that those words, we we look back at the words now and what they meant then, in that moment, they mean something even greater now. (laughs) You know, Robbie often will take the rocks and put them elsewhere in his... No, he actually (laughs) lost one of the five rocks. I'm like, Robbie, where did you put that? I need it for Sunday. (laughs) It was in the cars. Don't worry. We found it. Yeah, we found it. <laughs> but now when we look at those rocks, when Robbie, you know, carries him around, he'll say, what does this one say? Mm-hmm. And we'll get to share with him the story mm-hmm. of God's faithfulness, yes. of God's hand, of God's healing, of God's promises. Mm-hmm. For, for whatever reason you're going through the situation you find yourself in today, or maybe it's been a journey of many years, mm-hmm. God's timing is always perfect, and he's not slow in the way we think of slow, mm-hmm. but he's always on time. That's right. As you take the rock today, you may think of it as one thing, but trust me, as you let God do his work in you, one day it'll mean something even greater. Yeah. 
And if you let Jesus crash your story, it'll be a story worth telling and sharing yes. for the glory and the praise of one name, Jesus Christ. Yes. Thank you, Can I pray a blessing over all the women in here today? Father, you see Thank each you, woman Jesus. who stands before Thank you today in their glorious beauty, the inner strength that you've given each one of them. Grant them today a greater strength, patience, joy, hope, perseverance, whatever their need is today. And for those, Father, who find themselves longing to be a mother but can't, into the barrenness we speak life and we believe you for it. Yes, Jesus, yes. For those who are even into the processes of adoption, Lord, we speak peace into that situation and providence into that situation. For those who are are missing mothers today, we pray your peace and your comfort that transcends all of our understanding. And for all our mothers, we pray a blessing as well. Yes. That in the times of chaos and confusion, your light would push back the darkness. Your Holy Spirit would bring clarity of thought as the words they speak would bring life and not death. That the words that they speak would become flesh in their very children as they speak love and grace. Would you fill them with your love and your grace beyond their own as they represent you? Bless them as they go from this day, that their light and their story would speak of your faithfulness. Lord, we trust you. We trust in your character, not just your actions. Mm-hmm. We thank you for each woman in this place today yes. and the great ministry that they have in the lives of their families, in the lives of their coworkers, in the lives of this church. We are so blessed. Praise be to the name of Jesus, for it's in his name that we pray all this. Amen. Thank you so much for hearing my heart today. I pray that it wasn't a down message, but that is a message of hope that no matter what you're going through, you will make it (laughs) through God's strength. Be blessed this week. We love you guys. Hey, we're so glad you listened in. If you made a decision to follow Christ today or would like more information about a deeper relationship with Christ, We would love to hear from you. Simply email nextsteps at c2church.com.